time again for the Cummins Group Real Estate Show. I'm joined by Michelle Cummins. Thanks for joining me again today, Michelle. And uh, we'll get to our special guest here in just a moment. But first, of course, we have to get to this week's hot topic. What have we got? Oh, this week, actually. It's a very scary topic, being Halloween week. We just went through. Uh, it's actually short-term rentals. Uh, and a lot of people don't know that some areas don't actually allow short-term rentals. One being Harrison Hot Springs. They don't allow it. So you really want to check before, you know, advertising your home or a property that you buy or purchasing a property uh, that you think you can do short-term rentals without looking into the details. So short-term rentals or anything like less than 28 days 30 days it's airbnb home away vrbos and actually airbnb is is it's bed no breakfast rather than bed and breakfast so i have a property that i just registered a business license for for bed and breakfast because the zoning allows that Uh, airbnbs is something different so you really want to check into that so um you wonder the 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 number of short-term rentals are rising so local areas municipalities are really cracking down on it Uh, agassi for one is actually looking at it uh, questioning the residents seeing if they want to allow it add a zoning or not Uh, actually uh mission should have a decision before the end of the year for the new year whether they are going to allow it but so you really have to be careful if you if you're thinking about purchasing a property for that uh, reason and today's topic actually is quite interesting how to go broke in real estate so uh, we have a guest here who is we do, gonna, <laughs> we do. he's actually uh, my wealth management um, firm so ivory planning group uh, Devin Yes, Extra. Hi. Hello. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for coming. Mm-hmm. So you have a lot to, to warn us about, like how to go broken real estate. Interesting. Yeah. Um, the topic kind of came up because um, oftentimes, especially lately here in the lower mainland with all the real estate prices just rising uh, rapidly, um, nobody ever talks about when people lose money in real estate. Uh, you only hear about your buddy who and how much money he ended up making. So I thought it would be, again, uh, to the to the, to the week that we just had, um, to to talk about the the, the scary parts of, uh, of 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 owning maybe the wrong real estate or making the poor decisions in real estate and what kind of impact it can have. Yeah, because usually you only hear all the hero stories and you know the bragging stories of uh, exactly. how good people do. Yeah, yeah. So first off, can you tell us a little bit about Ivory Planning Group, like your wealth management firm, and what you do there? Yeah, so um, we're a fee based wealth management firm. Um, we assist established families and business owners with their financial planning. We also do some tax planning, uh, portfolio management, insurance. Um, my partner, uh, Jason Flint, actually, uh, we started this business about seven years ago, but we've been in this business for about 12. We realized early on that there was an advice gap uh, in the marketplace specifically for business owners. Um, usually, we explain this gap by telling a simple story um, to, to, to anybody who's interested in listening. <laughs> Uh, so picture this. You've got four four professionals in a room. You've got an accountant. You've got a lawyer. You've got a, uh, an investment guy, and you've got an insurance guy. They're all blindfolded, and you ask them to reach out and explain what they're touching. The lawyer says, oh, it's, it feels like a tree trunk. The next guy goes, mm, sounds like the side of a barn. That's, that's, that's what I feel. Um, the third guy goes, oh, I think it's a, a fire hose. And the last guy says, I think I'm, I'm touching a rope. You ask them to remove their blindfolds, and... Unbeknownst to them, they are actually all touching one and this one and the same elephant. Now, if you were to ask a lawyer, how would you have treated the tree trunk? He would treat it very differently than what an elephant should be treated as. 
And so we kind of take the 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 um, the approach of overall um, management of somebody's wealth, and we make sure that the elephant in this case is treated as an as an elephant. So. Um, yeah, we started Ivory Planning Group seven years ago to do just that for our clients. Well, I think I met you, my husband and I met you about five years ago, That's was about it? about right, yeah. And you've been a lifesaver because I was uh, going into becoming, or you advised me to become a PREC, Personal Real Estate Corporation, yep. and that was catapulted into changing my life. And I had a different accountant here, and I had, you know, uh, management here. Everything was separated and different. I come to you, and you, you've you completely helped me out with accounting and lawyers and wealth management planning and everything, bookkeeping. Like, it's like one-stop shop, yep. and you've been just uh, great for for me. I really appreciate everything. Yeah, you're welcome. And, and you know what? That's a testament to our team. We have a team of six. Uh, we have accountant, bookkeeper, two administrators, and of course, Jason and I. So um, we're really proud of what we do for our clients, and uh, we're happy that you've been happy so far. Yes, you're yeah. good at it. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. All this talk about finances as a radio guy is just above my pay grade because, <laughs> you know, radio, we're not known for um, taking good care of our finances. So I'm listening very intently here. <laughs> so what else do um, uh, the people need to, to know to, to how to go broke in real estate? Yeah, so I guess ways that people people uh, go broke. Uh, the first is speculation. Um, simply put, um, how do you know when you're you're speculating? Is is basically when you're relying on future and immediate future growth in in real estate to achieve your investment return. Um, and I stress short term. Um, we saw recently, obviously, from 2014 to 2017, this massive spike in real estate prices. Um, and and uh, people were buying, and success was everywhere until one day it stops. And the moment it stops, the last people to buy in, I'm hoping, were not speculating because they were counting on the next increase to pay off and form their investment return. And so when you want to go and invest in real estate, don't speculate. Um, so that, that's that's the first key, key to uh, not going broke in real estate. Um, number two, have a tax plan. Um, as we know, the proceeds from a sale of property um, are what's called a capital gain. So if you buy something for $100, you sell it for $150, you have a $50 capital gain. So how do you get in trouble as far as taxes are concerned? Number one, house flippers. If you buy them, fix them up, and sell them again, CRA could rule that your success of house flipping is considered a business. And if so, you run the risk of 100% of the income being generated being taxable. Number two, uh, assuming we avoid that above ruling, the tax liability of the gain itself eats up cash. So if you were to buy something, sell it, say, in March, your tax liability for that is not due until the following April. So if you were to reinvest 100% of that cash, where's the cash coming up to um, pay the tax for the following year? And number three, people forget that um, rental income often exceeds your write-offs. So what a lot of people do think is that their cash flow equals the income for tax purposes. So one simple uh, thing that people miss is when you're paying your mortgage payment, right? So if you buy a piece of property and you um, you have your mortgage payment, there's only a portion of that is, is is considered a write-off, and that's the interest portion. But that, of course, isn't 100% of what you're paying to the bank. So the other port portion, the principal, is not a write-off. Uh, and therefore, there's going to be taxes owing, and people often forget that, that throughout the year, um, that there's going to be tax liability on that. So I always say get professional advice regarding all these things, accounting advice and financial advice, planning advice. I have clients right now and, and they're, um, they've been in a place 37 years or so, but it's over this, the zoning allowed, it's over five acres. So they're worried okay. they're going to hit, get hit with capital gains. They grew, 
they, they grew their whole family up in that property and they've used it as a primary residence. So things like that is good advice and, and, and tax plan. It's important. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. You should know what you're buying and, and when you're thinking of selling it, what the implications will be prior to doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly. Uh, the third uh, the third way of how to get in trouble, leverage. So leverage is a beautiful thing. We heard, uh, I don't know how many weeks ago it was from Jamie Moy, that um, obviously leverage is a really good tool um, to increase your wealth. Now, um, you know, if you were to put $50,000 on a $500,000 home, it goes up by 100000 to 600000 um, You're going to do really well on your $50,000 investment. Um However, it's a double-edged sword. So if you were to go and buy a rental property, again, that half a million dollars, you put your $50,000 down, but now it goes down by $100,000 to a $400,000 valuation. Not only have you lost the 50 you put in, but now you owe the bank 50000 right? So that, that's where leverage can really hurt you. Um, and uh, if you're not prepared to hang on to that throughout a market cycle, you can really, really get yourself into some trouble. I hear you. Market cycle is key, and you have to be able to be prepared for the future and what's coming. Just don't look at today. There is a future, and you have to plan for it. Yeah, that's that's for certain. And what kind of steps can one take to kind of plan their future? Like, I mean, nobody's got a magic eight ball or a crystal ball to look in the future. What do you got to do to kind of look at trends, things like that? Actually, yes. There's a a real real estate trend, especially in our local area. You can definitely follow stats and history. We've got stats that go back to the 70s, and and, uh, it shows that we always have a hike of uh, two to three years, and then it corrects about 10 to 12 percent. And then there's a lull about five to 10 years, on average seven years. So if you like people wanting to buy today, depending on how they're leveraging everything, I always ask, how long do you plan on being in this next property? Because that will tell me, you know, where they can go financially, budget-wise, and, and we will go through those steps. There, You can plan it. And you discussed this a few shows back. How long do people really stay in their homes? Not as long as people expect. They're moving no, quite often, it's actually. actually less than five years now. Wow. Mm-hmm. So every five years, people are up and Pretty moving. Much. Yes. Wow. Yeah, well. That yeah. is frightening and when, when you think it, about it. Yeah, yeah. Interest- Good for you, though. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to have to take a commercial here in uh, just a bit here. So first off, before we do that, uh, Devin, how about you give people some information on how they can find out more about you? You must have a website. We do. Yeah. Uh, ivorywealth.ca. Um, you'll find anything that you need there. You can contact, contact us through the website. Um, if you're interested in uh, learning a little bit more about what we do, uh, we'd be happy to uh, sit down and see if we'd be a fit. Um, and we'll go through a process with you. Perfect. And Michelle, just uh, we don't forget, I know we'll talk about it later, but your website address again is? Michelle with one L, CumminsNoG.ca. Excellent. We'll have more with Devin and Michelle right after this. And we are back with segment number two of the Cummins Group Real Estate Show with Michelle Cummins and, of course, her very special guest, Devin. Uh, so where are we going on here? We've talked about a couple points, but uh, I know we're uh, still figuring out how to go broke in real estate. I love this title. Well, I, it's scary, but I love the title. Yeah, so we've, we've, we've covered three. We've covered speculation, people that don't have a tax plan, uh, and then, of course, the double-edged sword of, of love leverage. Uh, we don't want to cover two more uh, pitfalls that people often um, fall into. Uh, the fourth one is, is about being cash-strapped. So those who enter in, into the rental market with little to no cash reserves um, and things start to go awry can um, start to take on some burden, some personal debt to compensate, and that eventually erodes and often eliminates your investment return. So, you know, examples are, you know, you buy a house and the roof's got to get replaced or, or, 
or your whole heating system blows up and it's five to $10,000. Well, if you don't have any cash reserves, uh, that's not coming from your rental income because that's probably required to pay you know, your ongoing bills. Um, how are you going to pay for that? You got to have reserves ready for that. Um, yeah, my Oregon uh, beach house that you you, you yeah. and helped out with. So um, the jetted tub went, and oh, we had it, the hot water tank was old, so we we put in a instant hot water. So, but those are things that we didn't expect, right? Mm-hmm. So if we didn't have that reserve, it would have really hurt. So it's this is really good information. That's not just, I guess, for an investment property too, but it's also something that a lot of people run into. And Michelle, you'd probably experience it with this about people that are house poor that they get in over their head because they see that house they want where emotion comes into it, right? And next thing you know, you're looking at your house and you're eating mac and cheese every night for dinner, living in a multi-million dollar house. You might like <laughs> mac and cheese, but probably not that much. Well, <laughs> radio, you learn to really like it, let me tell you. But uh, I, I imagine that's something you as a, as, a, as a real estate agent would try to advise people, you know, to not go that route and be like, you know what? this is out of your price range because when people give you those budgets i guess you want to make sure those budgets are are attainable exactly yeah um obviously we 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 we, we need to plan for that in advance and, and like you said curtis if even if it's your first home not just a rental property those things could and will come up mm-hmm. and so uh, to stretch yourself so thin could cause really a lot of financial hardship Oh yeah, I, know. <laughs> I I was there at one point. Yeah, some might say I'm still there now. I'm more kid poor than house poor because you know I have two teenagers and a daughter that's twelve going on twenty seven. <laughs> uh, I know your kids are quite a bit younger, but trust me, you're in for it in a couple of years. Thank, yeah, I'll ask you for some advice after this. You after know, for financial show. planning, you know, something you should add is for uh, hockey parents. <laughs> That's expensive. It is an expensive, expensive sport. You have a whole plan for that, don't you, Don? Yeah, hundred percent. We all have it all dialed in. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Because it is a, it is a great thing for the little ones for sure, especially when they're young and really, really cute before they get old and have attitudes. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah. So um, another way to to you know, especially uh, speaking of the rental uh, real estate side, is 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 your renters. Um, you're relying on them for. Uh, them, the, the rental income that they're going to provide you to pay for all the expenses associated with, with, the, with the property that you purchased. Um, so what if they become delinquent? Um, you can no longer pay those bills that you so desperately needed. And if you didn't have any cash reserves to, to, to mitigate that, or at least temper that for the two, three, four months that, that, that this issue happens, uh, again, you're going to be in trouble. You're going to find, have to find cash uh, in other ways. Um, and what if, this, what if this renters just leave? Um, you don't want to go out and find just any renter because then you might be in the same spot. Um, so when you have uh, cash reserves, you can uh, mitigate a lot of these issues. Yeah, and I imagine, Michelle, that uh, for people that, uh, from your experience, you probably have some of this, renting uh, can be a very slippery slope sometimes, uh, getting the right tenants in there. And also um, sometimes if you do have the wrong tenant, Getting the money out of them and getting them out of the out of the uh, the place can be very difficult. You know what? Hiring a property manager to take care of those things for you is really, really um, advised. Uh, my Oregon uh, beach house on the coast, I hired. Uh, well, actually, it goes through Vacasa. They property manage it, and you know they're doing an amazing job. And and Devin, actually, when I started um, working with you, your group, you helped me. Uh, actually, you had a system which helped me budget and helped me realize that when I saw it down on paper, black and white, it, it, it just clarified exactly what I should do and how I should do it. And we had a game plan, which, which has helped uh, my investment portfolio, my own real estate per- 
portfolio grow. That's right. And we had an intentional plan and you can go in there equipped knowing exactly what you were looking for and what you could uh, what you could do safely. Uh, and yeah, it sure gives you a lot of comfort knowing you, yes, I'm making the right decision. You've been informed to make good decisions. Yeah. Exactly. And, and like you said, Curtis, if you are going to take care of your own property and manage it yourself, if it's, let's say, local and it's close to you and you can do that, uh, my advice is always to telling people, visit your home every 30 days. Go in and see, you know, have have a walk around. That's maybe how you get your rental check is once a month you mm-hmm. go physically and, and you let the the, the uh, tenant know when you're when you're uh, interviewing tenants is that you'll you'll be there once a month and that's you'll get your check and have a walk around and uh, do a credit check on them and, and uh, you know, do everything A to Z. Don't skip a step because, uh, you know, the tenancy laws are very uh, strong for the tenants more so than the landlords. Mm-hmm. So you have to really be careful as a landlord. Yeah, that's great advice. Great advice, especially now with the new, some of the new rules coming down from from the provincial government here on you know protecting those who who are renting and, and limiting the amount that you can increase their rents and all those kinds of things. You got to be aware of those things prior to, and I mean prior to buying that investment property, um, so you know what you're getting into. Yeah. yeah, and of course in the Fraser Valley right now, uh, rental uh, properties are, are at a there's so few of them. And then you find that people are getting into price wars to rent a place and what they're paying for a basement suite, it's it's nuts. 0.2% vacancy rates for Abbotsford Mission area as of earlier this year. It, and it's it hasn't gotten any better. There's hardly any rentals available. Wow. People are auctioning them off right now. So good for, good for landlords. Well, yeah. <laughs> for, if you're able to put in new tenants, if you have tenants who have been in there for a while, you know, the, you, you're stuck with only the allowable uh, per year that you're mm-hmm. allowed. But that's right. Meanwhile, your property tax has gone up and everything else. Exactly. And yeah, that's where it can exactly. get a little dicey. And that's where you come in. That's right. Yeah. And then speculation actually is that if your tenant leaves, then trying to get a new tenant in, if the prices in the rental vacancy rates go go up and there's more available, rents will go down. And so you have to be prepared for that, right? Which was point one about speculation. That's right. Coming around full circle. (laughs) Like we know what we're talking about. I like that. (laughs) What else we got, Devin? What else do we uh, need to know to to go broke in real estate or maybe how not to go broke in real estate, depending how you're looking at it? We got one left. Um, I have a quote from someone you may know, Warren Buffett. The most important quality for an investor is temperament, not intellect. Uh, I found that that was really, really valuable to the point of uh, leaving your emotions at the door. If you're going to go and, and into any investment, um, whether it be real estate, rent, rental real estate, or you know, you know, portfolios, or even a business, you really got to try to leave your emotions at the door. Um, Curtis mentioned earlier about yeah, you 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 kind of get vested into a property, and you're like, no, I really want it. Well, how do you how do you manage that? Because this is a very emotional decision when you're buying such a big asset, and um, that really comes down to one thing. You've got to have somebody in your corner. And what I'd like to say, you have to partner up with a professional, real estate professional like yourself, um, to, to help you navigate those emotions because they're going to arise. You cannot, you cannot avoid them, but it's how you manage them and, 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 uh, and who you hire to help you through that. Smart words. Good advice. Yeah. Absolutely. So here we are now. We've talked about uh, how to go broke in real estate, which really is us having fun and telling you how not to. <laughs> so uh, for those that maybe, uh, you know, have short attention spans or, or just tuning in, Devin, maybe you can give us some takeaways of how not to go broke in real estate. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to 
five quick takeaways for for you. Um, number one, do not speculate. Um, don't try to rely on on short term market growth for your for your uh, investment returns. Um, yes, while invest uh, the the increase in the market should be part of your long term investment goals. Um, don't count on them in the short term. That's number one. Number two, before you buy, ensure that you have enough excess monthly cash flow to mitigate shortfalls um, and or preferably and have a personal cash reserve typically between three and six months of your own personal spending. So if something does happen, you whether that's, again, a, a renter who, who, who can't pay or you have something blow up on the rental home, you uh, are protected and, and, and don't have to go into debt to do so. Number three. Purchase properties with financial metrics that ensure you are in the black month to month. That includes carrying costs, using the appropriate amount of leverage, um, finding great, uh, not just good, but great renters. Number four, save for tax annually, uh, or at least consider it in your cash flow projections. Uh, Recognize that just because month to month cash flow is in the black doesn't mean that you won't still owe tax. Lastly, and this really will help you with every single of the prior points, Hire a real estate professional who can you can partner with. Uh, they'll ho- avoid you help the speculation. They'll educate you on the carrying costs. Uh, they'll find the properties that will be a good fit for you and help you sort through the bad investments. Um, ultimately, they will help you make good, sound, logical investment choices um, and enable you to remove emotions from the picture. I really want to have you come back and talk about cap rates, ROIs, <laughs> what type of investments are good for what type of, uh, you know, real estate portfolios, there's commercial, there's development, there's all sorts of ways of making money in real estate. And I think you're the guy uh, to to partner up and to talk with and have you back on about it. I would be, uh, I'd be glad to. That would be a lot of fun. Excellent. Well, uh, once again, Devin, why don't you give us that uh, website address so people can find more about your business? Uh, That's ivorywealth.ca. Excellent. And Michelle, just to remind people of your web address, they can go see what you have going on and your listings and stuff like that. MichelleCummins.ca